0: Today we're talking about how we can teach in a way that helps our students grow in their love for Jesus.
1: Hey, thank you for joining us on the Ministry Coach Podcast. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is...
0: Kristen Lascola.
1: And today we're going to be talking about how do you get your students to fall in love with Jesus? How do you help them do that? And since you're the expert... On Jesus
0: and students in love. How do you do that? Wow, that's a really big question. (laughs) But, um, I think we have some good stuff that'll help you with your, with your teaching. If you listened to our previous episode, then you heard, um, a book that we had mentioned, which was the Jesus centered youth ministry by Rick Lawrence. And so hopefully you've picked that up. In the last week, because it's only been a week since we talked about it. But a lot of the ideas we're going to talk about today are going to stem from his ideology in that book, as well as The Blue Parakeet by Scott McKnight. So those are two books that, I mean, it's quarantine. I hate when people say, we have so much time. <laughs> I feel busy. Yeah. I mean, I don't have so much Busier time. Busier than ever. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the beginning when we were all like, what do we do? Like, everything kind of stopped, right. but now we're like back in rhythms and stuff. So I know you don't have a ton of time, but those are the two books that I think are going to be foundational for this concept of getting our students to fall in love with Jesus. And so kind of um, where we're going to start is talking about this idea that everybody comes in with like a, a preconceived notion of who Jesus mm. is um,
1: the Sunday school version or maybe what they learned on their playground or from their friends, <laughs> things like that. Is that what you're talking
0: about? Absolutely. Okay. So, like, um, yeah, Sunday school. I don't know if kids are talking about Jesus at the playground. But <laughs> no.
1: Hey, do you guys want to know who Jesus is? I guess I was referring are. more Sunday school in regards to... Uh, <laughs> Or not Sunday school. Recess? <laughs> Recess in regards to maybe
0: what school did older? you go
1: to? Uh, it was one that had a lot of playground <laughs> time. And,
0: and we a talked lot of about Jesus. God. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I think we should send our daughter to that school. <laughs> but um maybe I was thinking like Sunday school, those lessons, um, videos that are meant, you know, for kids, which are all good things. So like art forms where Mm -hmm. jesus is incorporated and so we all kind of come in with this notion of who he is and when you say the word jesus and it's that question that he actually asked himself of his disciples who Who do do you say say that i am i am is that i am who do you say that i am who do you say i am whatever (laughs) so Yeah, this question that Jesus asked his followers is the same question that we're faced with today. Who do we say that he is? And obviously every single youth pastor is like, yeah, I want my kids to fall in love with Jesus. So here's kind of why that's a loaded statement is because we need to have our students understand like when you say fall in love with Jesus, that is very, um, Indicative of a relationship. Right. So we we need to make sure our students aren't just knowing about Jesus, but falling in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that is like... A big difference, actually, when you say it out loud like that. It was like, well, I teach my students about Jesus every day. They know the gospel. They can say this and that, blah, blah, blah. But we all know that student who can say all the right answers, who grew up in the Christian home, who uh, maybe even went to a Christian school, comes to church every Sunday, and they know a ton about Jesus, but they have no relationship with him. And I think that's a really scary place to be for people to think, well, I know about <laughs> him and that's enough. Yeah. So kind of starting with, um, you know, some questions to ask, like w- the way that we're teaching Jesus, if students are leaving, just going like Jesus was a nice guy, I like him, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got to get beyond Jesus was a nice guy, did some cool things. And then students leave going, yeah, I like him. And the reason for that is, is because that does not evoke a response. So what we've got to do with Jesus and here's, you know, as I was thinking through this, like he's a hard person to teach on because He is so complex. He's so multidimensional the way he interacts with people, like from one person to the next, it's very different. He, I would venture to say he's a little unpredictable Mm. in his responses to people. Some of his responses are very shocking and some just woo you. Right. You know what I mean? And so here's the question we have to ask ourselves as youth pastors. Are we in love with Jesus? So, do we know about Jesus, or are we in love with Jesus? Because that, I think, is the pivotal point that's going to come through in our teaching. And so, like I asked you yesterday, I think so, like, yeah. what's your favorite Jesus story? Yeah, and
1: I said Acts nine uh, when Saul or Paul. Whoa, um, you know
0: where it is? Good job. Hey, well, you didn't say it. that last night. I Did read you the look Bible it up,
1: every and of course, I looked it up before the vodka. Yeah. Um, so Jesus comes to meet Saul on the road to to Damascus and yes, why are you persecuting me? And, and he confronts him and it's an interesting story, I think, because it shows in that one story, several sides of Jesus. One, he is, um, Paul gets, or Saul gets saved, but he's also coming at him with like, why are you messing with my people? Mm -hmm. Like there was the, I feel like the love side that like, I want you with me. But if you're not going to be with me, I'm against you, you know, kind of this hardcore version and a loving version. So,
0: okay. So, I'm really glad you said that the way that you did because here is, and I need to make sure I say this carefully because I know this could incite maybe a reaction. But I think
1: we, me or the listeners, (laughs) I don't know. We'll
0: find out. (laughs) I'll duck. (laughs) But I think one mistake we've made in our teaching is. showing only the lamb yeah and not the lion and the problem with that okay is god love absolutely is jesus the definition of love love absolutely but he's also called the lion and the lamb for a reason and i love that story you brought up because when we focus on like jesus's love accepting that right. students kind of walk away and i've been seeing a lot on social media lately of like no matter what, right. Jesus accepts you. No matter what, Jesus loves you. And I'm not even whole, a Christian and I know that. That you idea know?
1: that come as you are. And stay as you are. Right. Because because Jesus loves us all. Loves and and accepts we're
0: all his children. And we've painted this picture of Jesus to be so soft, but have forgot his fierceness. And there's a quote from um, The Line, The Witch in the Wardrobe, the first one by C.S. Lewis. And Susan is talking to the beaver and she's talking about Aslan and he's trying to describe him. And she says, Is he safe? And the beaver says, No, he's not safe, but he's good Mm. and he's the king. So that was like mic drop moment, right? And it's so true. Is he safe? No. Is he good? Yes. So what we want students to start to understand is Jesus is lion and lamb and you want to be on team Jesus because he is loving, but also Don't mess with it. And so here's kind of the question that I want to like pose to our youth pastor audience today is what are the stories when you look at them in scripture that just make you like for lack of, I mean, I think this word is so perfect. Swoon. Mm. Like what are your swoon Jesus stories where you're like, ah, because you're going to tell those in a way with emotion and with conviction and with passion and your students are going to catch those. Now, every time we look at Jesus and the way he interacted with people. So Jeff, you picked up on the way he interacted with Saul, mm-hmm. who then was Paul. And that was a very specific dynamic. And we see something very specific about Jesus there. Like, hey, I want to use you, but don't mess right. with my kids, right? Um, I swoon when he shows mercy to the woman caught in adultery mm-hmm. and kind of stands up to her bullies. Like, where, where'd where they go? Uh, they left? Oh, they don't condemn you. Well, then neither do I, but knock it off. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Uh, Like loved it. I swoon when Jesus talks to the woman at the well and like, especially because you know we've talked about women in ministry and there's like oh like keep her away not that she was in ministry but like he like dove right into her personal life like yeah aren't you sleeping with a guy who's not your husband like why are you doing that and she like kept trying to skirt the issue like (laughs) um our worship from our forefathers and he's like (laughs) why are you with a guy who's not your husband like he always was so direct and so we see him being like direct with her i swoon when he restores peter like, mm. he had said, get behind me, Satan, and then, like, restores <laughs> Couldn't him. Couldn't you just said knucklehead or <laughs> But, something. like, that's the, like, Satan. fierceness. Right. Like, he has this fierceness, but my absolute hands – Okay, wait, one more, and then I'll tell you my absolute favorite <laughs> one. When he appears in the garden to Mary after the men had left, mm. and she's like, where have you put him? Where would you put Jesus? Are you the gardener? And then he just goes, Mary – like says her name, I get chills. Mm-hmm. And then she recognizes him and she preaches the risen Christ. The fir- I was just like, ha, oh, when he says Mary, I just like swoon. I die. <laughs> okay. But absolute top favorite is revelation. 19. When he comes back, on his white horse and it says his eyes are fire and his robe is dipped in blood and he has (laughs) like the name king of kings written on his thigh and a sword comes out of his mouth and the church is with him and he's about to lay the smack down and i just (laughs) like huh like i just am like that's my guy. I'm on his team. Like, I know him. I know him. You know, I just get so ramped up. Yeah. And here's what I think we need to really start diving into as youth pastors is painting that full picture for our students. Because if we just l- make them leave going, Jesus is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not the be good club, you guys. Yeah. What we have to do is evoke a response from them. And that's what Jesus did when he talked to Saul. It was, I need a response from you. Right. Are you going to keep persecuting yeah. or are you going to join my team? Woman
1: at the well, same Woman thing. at the well, response. Cotton adultery, same thing. Knock it And off. it's all, that whole idea of you You need to change. Right. You know, not just come as you are and stay as you are.
0: Sure. And I think that's what our students need to hear today right. is that like, yes, Jesus loves you, but don't you dare mess with him. And mm-hmm. so we need to show that he is a lion and he is a lamb and show those both sides of him. Because what we're looking for students to do is fall in love with the full picture of him and then give a response based on it. Because is he safe? No way. Mm. And that's what I love about him. And so we need all aspects of him. The full picture. Right. Because some days We need the lion. Mm -hmm. Some days we need the lamb. Some days we need to focus on his absolute love, kindness, and mercy. And other days we need to focus on his power, might, strength. And like the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I think a lot of times we leave that out as if it's like bad. Like, well, don't be like afraid, afraid of him, but it's more like a respect. I'm like, I don't think so. I think we need to be afraid Mm -hmm. and know who he is, and rightfully so. And that should evoke a little bit of fear of, I mean, when you read through like the prophets in the Old Testament and God talking to his people and when they would betray him and cheat on him, like he wasn't like, not like, well, I know you didn't mean to (laughs) like, you were probably just having a bad day. He called them out. Like you adulterous generation, like don't even pray to me anymore. I'm not even going to hear you. (laughs) Like he was just like a very, he got mad. And that's what's beautiful though, is that it's a real relationship. And that's why Jesus is hard to teach because he is so complex and Mm -hmm. multidimensional and i don't know if we do the fullness of his character justice but how can you fall in love with just like a nice guy right you know what i mean
1: or one version or the other i think if you just knew the wrath you'd be like yikes yeah you know and maybe you'd follow simply out of Fear and fear alone, and there would be no loving relationship in there, and no idea that if I do mess up, there is forgiveness Absolutely. and there is that love. And so, it's a you need both sides of that and everything in between. And but yeah, if you don't, don't, don't
0: understand his power, then it's like everything's permissible,
1: right? You and know, that's our culture, totally. Jesus aside, that's our culture, yeah, and that is what everybody from the culture wants to bring into Christianity, sure. And when they hear that, well, Jesus is love, yes. So, and Jesus is accepting, yes, but Jesus doesn't want you to stay, you know, the way you were. If we're not improving, you know, what's the point? Right,
0: right. And I think those parts of his personality are a lot harder to teach and a lot harder to preach. But what we have to remember is he doesn't need us to protect him. You know, if anything, I feel I fall in love with him like I said, in that revelation 19, where I know like he's ready to administer justice Mm -hmm. and I know I'm on his team. So it's like, awesome. You know, I wouldn't want to be on the opposing team. And I tell students that a lot. And, you know, when Jesus posed that question to his disciples, remember, I love this line. I think Peter said it, to whom else should we go? You Mm -hmm. have the words of eternal life. Like I always tell my students, tell me your other option here. Jesus, like I was getting choked up. I was sharing the gospel with our daughter. She's seven. She was asking me Jesus questions. We were in the car and I was just pouring out my heart of how he, you know, fixed what we broke mm-hmm. and that is the whole story of the bible is him fixing what we broke and so the whole bible is him pursuing us in love like students need to see and that's where the scott mcknight book comes in is that he says you preach the story
1: scott mcknight is a blue parakeet
0: blue parakeet guy and he's saying you preach the story of scripture And that's what we have to get students to understand. You fall in love with Jesus when you see him in the Old Testament, the prophets, the New Testament, and the future and revelation. Like we see him all throughout it because it tells us exactly who he is and what he's doing and why we want to be on that team because not only is he madly in love with us, but after you start reading about this God, you cannot help but be madly in love with him. So if you are not there, get in those stories that help evoke that emotion in you so that you preach it with the passion and stir that up in our students and not just like, this is what Jesus did and here's a miracle he did, but like dive into this is the person and here's when you watch him interact with all these people, this is what it tells us about who he was.
1: Right. And not just seeing, yeah, you can't just split up that it's is a horrible analogy, but it would be like saying a uh, quarter, the heads and tails. Well, is he heads or is he tails? Well, he's the quarter, but like, that's just two sides. Jesus has like a bajillion sides that you can't just say, well, he's just this, or he's right. just that. And we have to know all of it and present all of it. And like you said, present it in that passionate way. To, if, if you can push that passion through you, it's going to go into them and they can see all that in the way you would describe him and the stories that you tell from the Bible. But if it's not in you, then why would it be in them?
0: Totally. And uh, like another good place to start is like going through the names of Jesus. Mm. You know, there's like guy I've something like a hundred names, different names that he's called throughout scripture. And when you go through each one, it tells you so much about, like you said, like another dimension, like a diamond might be a better analogy because <laughs> it has all the facets, right. you know, and every time you turn it, you know, and it shines in the light, you see a different side and a different facet. And when we go through the names of Jesus and you can camp on each one and then pull scripture of why he's called what he's called. That also can help students paint a good picture. So the way he interacted with people, because obviously Jesus is highly relational Mm -hmm. and then how those names come into play in his interactions, because you fall in love with who he is in relationship, you know, so showing him with people like all the stories that you and I mentioned, It was how he was interacting with people, saying the name of Mary, Mm -hmm. restoring Peter, calling Saul to Paul, you know, all those things. It's like we see him insert himself in the story of humanity Mm -hmm. and like interact completely with his creation. And just the way he even talks to people, it's just like... I just wish I could be present in those in those right. moments. Like it just blows my mind. So yeah, those are some good like teaching places to start. But I would love to hear, you know, from you guys, maybe in the comments, what is that Jesus swoon story for you to where your heart just like flutters like, yeah. oh my gosh, like this is my God. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to hear what that is for you guys. And we could kind of start that story thread going of like, these are some cool places to teach, seeing it through your eyes.
1: Or even through single words. What is your favorite name for Jesus? Someone asked me that question a long time ago. And the first thought I had was savior because it kind of like, you know, saving us and in, in, you know going to heaven and that and that aspect of him was what I was drawn to. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, I don't know if I can discount any of the names that right. he's called. But that was, I felt like the one I was drawn to. Well, I so. think
0: on a different day, you need a totally. different thing. Yeah. Like, sometimes you, like... Smite my
1: enemies! <laughs> Get the one that's like a wrath of hell. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: Ooh. But also, like, um, like, that story where it's like... It's a parable, but leaving the 99, Mm, you know, that whole song, you know, was written about it like the past couple years, but like some days we just need like the prodigal son story and we need like, yes, like leave the 99. He came after me, you know, and other days I'm like, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Like (laughs) I want to see him like riding on his white horse through the clouds, like ready to like lay evil out, you know, and we need to, that's why like. Rick Lawrence's book is so pivotal because he says, be lying to Jesus, everything you teach, be lying to the gospel, be lying to Jesus. Like we can never tire of it. Mm -hmm. Um, we can never, never tire of the Jesus stories and what it means. I mean, I think you could even argue every story, like, David and Goliath or whatever you know one of our pastors Chris Hilkin he makes a great point of like we always are like making okay David was the hero here and how what can we learn from David And he's always like no God's the hero every (laughs) time God is the hero David is a pawn God is the hero, Jesus. So when we tell these stories that you're like, well, like in the book of Esther, that doesn't even talk about God, but you go in, you're like, no, God is always mm. the hero. It's not Esther. It's not David. It's not, Ab- it's always God. Yeah. And so bringing it back. So I love that mindset too, in our teaching.
1: Well, this has been a really good one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you leave your favorite Jesus story in the comments or even one word of how to describe God that you find that you're drawn to. Leave that in the comments as well. And please subscribe and like, and we will see you next time.
0: Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope that it provided a ton of insight for you to create health in yourself, your ministry, and your church.
1: And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Ministry Coach Podcast wherever you're watching or listening. And it would mean so much to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple podcasts.
0: And we'd also encourage you to share it with a friend so that it can go to help more people. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time.